Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Watford Buzz podcast, the show where we talk about the greatest team in the land, Watford FC. And today I'm once again delighted to be joined by football analyst Jordan Weimer. Jordan, how are you doing? Yeah, great. Thanks, Matt. Much better after those three points. How about yourself? Oh, yes, it feels so sweet, doesn't it? I bet if you're a Norwich fan, you're probably thinking, why? Why do Watford always beat us? Why? <laughs> I think we've become their bogey team of late, haven't we? Yeah, we have a bit. And I'm, I was kind of, I lived around, well, I lived semi-close to Norwich, closer to Norwich than I did to the to Vicarage Road for some time so it always felt like a little bit more important those games and yeah. uh, it feels a little bit, bit extra satisfying to, to come with <laughs> those three points again Oh I know I, I mean if, if you're um, if you're a canary or, or you're a hornet you're probably uh, uh, you know struggling to have nails left after that one it was so nail biting wasn't it but particularly the first half but in the second half Watford kind of got into gear a bit and were able to to, to get those points but um, you know Norwich kept fighting uh, ahead of the game uh, Cisco made four changes with Fimania, Cathcart, Cleverly, and Foster returning to the starting lineup. Probably of those four, I would say the most surprising one was was Foster in for Backman, who who was dropped to the bench. Jordan, were you surprised by that one? Yeah, I did see it was reported the other knee injury, um, supposedly Backman, which was a little bit odd because he still made the bench and Elliot was there. So I'm not sure if it's just minor enough. They just didn't want to. Didn't want to risk making it worse if he could potentially play then and have him on the bench as an option as an emergency if he had to get through the game he could. Um, I'm assuming that's the case. So it, it sounds like it was somewhat enforced. Um, in which case, obviously, have less of a problem with it. Otherwise, I'd be a little bit disappointed on the stick. I still think that um, that backwards kind of deserved that that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Serialta one was a little bit more strange though. There was yeah. no talk. I didn't hear any injury um, report on him. That's right. Kafka coming into the heart of defence for Serialta. Yeah, I mean, you'd assume it would be uh, injury related, seeing that he's not um, not on the bench at all either. It also could be COVID related. I, 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 there have been there was a time earlier in the season where a player missed out on the squad. Uh, and it wasn't commented on, but it was a COVID uh, a COVID absence. So maybe it's something to do with that. Um, okay. It's slightly strange that uh, Serialta wasn't included at all today. I thought that's interesting. I mean, I think it was um, probably t- to uh, to Norwich's benefit that he wasn't, because I'm not sure if Cathcart looked like he had his best game today, Jordan. No, I thought he was a little bit off the pace. That um, we we know what Craig Cathcart is. We will appreciate kind of his strengths, but I think today he he did make a couple of mistakes and. Uh, for the goal too he was, he was caught a little bit flat footed in that ball it was a good ball and it was played first time it was, it was a nice pass and I understand the defender getting caught out there but you know he still was caught out and, and it's, it's something maybe Serialata wouldn't have been wouldn't have been caught out from maybe he would have been but it's just one of those situations where he was at fault mm. um, and it did lead to a goal in a sense so it wasn't his best game um, I didn't think he was terrible by any means but it, he's definitely not our strongest centre back at this point of his career mm. Another one of those changes was Tom Cleverly, who came in for Peter Atibo in a, pretty much a similar position. And, you know, he seemed to have a pretty decent game, particularly in the second half, Jordan. Yeah, I think when I saw his name in the lineup, I assumed it would be 
it's something similar to what we've seen with, with Tom before. He plays in that forward position and starts Norwich building up from a little bit deeper and tries to disrupt there. But he didn't really have to do that as much. Um, Norwich weren't quite building up their play in the same way. They were using that midfield three a little bit differently and they weren't, they weren't really kind of relying on that deeper line playmaker there to start things off. So Tom was able to kind of move around a little bit and kind of cover all those spaces and yeah, he he did what we expect from from Tom Cleverley at this point. He he put in a really really solid performance in terms of his work rate, and obviously as well, if he wins that ball back, he can play it forwards. It can be really useful too because we've got some real pace and, and threat on the counter. Mm. Love those four changes. The one that uh, I think everyone has been crying out for for a while was was the return of Kiko Firmino, who, who was excellent the whole time that he was on the pitch. He really helped Watford, uh, you know, particularly with the uh, with the setup for that first goal for Dennis to score his second of the season. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But in the second half, he failed, unfortunately, to shrug off an injury that he picked up in the first half. And it seemed to be his knee and he's going to be a huge miss once again, Jordan. We can just hope that it's not um, it's not a serious one. Yeah, it's really frustrating. Um, we all see what a difference he makes to our team. I think it it helps a ton in the counter-attack and having a player that can carry that ball on. Mm. Uh, and obviously the delivery he puts in is so useful. And it also just makes it so much harder for that team you're playing against to, to contain Saar. Uh, if you can't you can't really sleep on Firmenia's threat going forward. So if, if you know you're you're playing off Saar too much, you kind of try and compensate for that that threat off Saar. You're going to leave plenty of space for Kiko, and Kiko's more than capable of hurting teams. Um, without him, it's a much different look at right back. Obviously, we saw Ngaku come on. He he didn't do badly by any means, but it's not it's not the same sort of player. Uh, and and I think Kiko just fits just fits what we're trying to do in that position so well. Um, it's a huge shame to to not have him regularly available if that is to be the case, and he is set to miss more more minutes. Mm. And then very important for that first goal with with Dennis getting on the end of it. Yeah, I mean the whole that whole phase of play there is a great great ball into uh, into the box from Kiko puts it into the perfect position, and Dennis kind of really just drives forward to get onto the end of it. And there's not too much to be said or broken down about it. It's just a really good cross and a really good run and, and powerful header. Um, determination from Dennis to get in there and the actual ability to execute the header. Uh, you couldn't really ask for anything more. It's just a really, really nicely worked uh, and execute goal. Mm. And and he looked really good t- today as well, didn't he, Dennis? He, particularly on that left-hand side. I know that he started off uh, in the Villa game in that central role, but he's has since mm. been shifted out to the left-hand side. And he's, he's looked very good there, even in Watford's uh, poorer performances. But today... You know, he, he he thrived in that left hand side. Yeah, he did. I think he's really good at isolating those those fullbacks, and I think that's something we talked about numerous occasions last season in regards to uh, balancing that attack down the left as well as the right. And I think he does a he does a really good job of, of finding space and, and getting past his man. Um, he, he can be a little bit little bit raw with his finishing at times, and he is cutting, and he's not quite as he's not quite as kind of consistent as we'd, we'd maybe like to see from him in terms of his shots on goal, but. Um, having someone that can beat his man and, uh, and push them fullbacks back a little bit more and offer us that threat. If we're going to be a counter-attacking team, then we have to make sure we've got a threat on both sides. And he does offer that more than Ken Semmer, I'd say, uh, in terms of that kind of direct attacking threat. And also, I think the fact that he is capable of playing in those central areas too, it's another one of those guys we're talking about that's got some fluidity to their game and can switch positions a little bit. And there were times in that second half, especially where Josh King was able to to pick up the ball in some wider areas and Dennis is still able to attack that space centrally and, and contribute in in that kind of centre forward role at, at times as well, so I think he's a really good asset, um, and he offers he offers a lot, especially when you've also got the likes of Chucho that he's keeping on the team too, because we've seen the effect that he can have, the impact he can have in the game as well. Um, so I think our front line is honestly one of the most positive things about uh, about this team right now, which is going into the season looked like that was going to be one of our biggest concerns. 
I was so. going to say, Jordan, is that, is that one of the best front threes that, that you've seen from, from Watford? I'd say in a sense it is, yeah. Um, I think when you consider, I think if you consider that group as a whole, um, with the likes of Pedro still to come back, um, I, I think it's one of the strongest front lines we've had um, in that Premier League era, really, in that kind of over the last seven, eight years. I'd say that's definitely up there. I know, obviously, we, we look back far enough, you talk about Agallo and Dini, that was obviously very strong at that, that time in their careers. Um, but if you talk about just balance of a front three, um, and that strength and depth and variety you can bring into the team, I think this is one of our best kind of positional groups we've had in, in that forward area for a while. Um, I think there's a lot to work with there. I just hope we kind of continue to find ways to be innovative with it um, and, and find ways to keep scoring. Mm. Norwich uh, did come back into the game, uh, particularly towards the end of the first half, and, and Timu Puki was, was played through and, and finished well against Foster. Jordan, it, it was a good move, but uh, was there anything that Watford could have done to prevent that? It seemed as though maybe Cathcart perhaps was it a little bit at fault or maybe Foster didn't come out quite as far as he as he could have done I mean or am I just nitpicking here was it was it just a good goal and we have to hold our hands up in it I mean I think it was a good ball I think the I think it was a really well placed pass and the, the timing of the pass was good too he caught his he caught Cathcart flat-footed with the ball um, I think if you're looking at criticism honestly I, I don't feel as comfortable criticising the goalkeeper I mean that positioning off your line there is kind of up for debate in, in terms of where he should have been or where was best for him to be I'm probably not the best equipped to comment on that as much but in terms of the centre-back play I, I thought any point of the game um, standing standing quite square on to your, defense, to your attacker is always a little of a, a bit of a risk I have to watch it back but in my mind I'm seeing this as, as Craig being a little bit flat-footed but also quite square on and, and facing up uh, if you have to if you have to turn and then and then break into a sprint especially when you're not the fastest anyway you're going to come up you're going to come off second best and I think that's that's the situation we have to avoid um, you've got to be a little bit more proactive there. And, and Craig's experienced enough too. He's compensated for a relative lack of pace for a number of years. And he knows that he should be in a better better body, body position than that. Um, and, and the one lapse, you know, the one one time he's done it, he's been he's, he's suffered for it. So we could have done things better, but it was one of Norwich's best moves of the game. And um, I'd say from their point of view, they probably feel like that was just a good goal. Mm. And at that point, Norwich were on top for, for a spell. And uh, there was a very nervous moment, wasn't there, when... Uh, Danny Rose looked as though maybe he had considered a penalty. It went to VAR and they backed the ref's decision of no pen. But uh, if this was a Norwich podcast right now, we'd be spending more time on this, I think, perhaps than we are about to. And we'd be probably mentioning words like poignant and, and decisive. Uh, mm. But instead, because it's a Watford podcast, we're going to say words like, uh, who cares? And, and, <laughs> and move on. Just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If there is, What did you think? Do you think it was a penalty? Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, even even looking at it in, in real time, I thought it was a penalty. Yeah. I was surprised that it wasn't given, particularly after it went to VAR. I thought that's what they're there for. But hey, I'm pretty pleased that it wasn't given. So I'm not going to yeah. be bothered too much about it. But I mean, had that been, had that been given and, and Norwich scored it, could have been a very different game today. It could have been. I, th- I think to me, it looked like there was contact there to to suggest it was a penalty. I, I thought I thought it was actually no. I thought it was quite clearly a penalty. In fact, uh, I, th- I thought Norwich were quite hard hard done by in that one. But um, it, what, do, what do you think of Rose in general today? Well, I thought other than that moment, he didn't really play that badly. I don't know if he and, and perhaps this is this is one of the things so far from what I've seen of him is that he's not um, he's not pulling up trees, is he? He's he's not. He's not looking like the difference between a Kiko and an Ngakia. Um, mm. So I'm surprised, actually, that Rose is managing 
to keep Messina out of the team. But um, okay at the minute, but 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 nothing special is how I would describe his performances so far. But mm. what do you reckon, Jordan? From what I'm seeing in his game, I'm seeing that 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 you know the ability there the technical ability is there he's very good under pressure he's, he's managed to retain possession quite a few times I think we would have lost it otherwise um, his passing of the ball into midfield is better than Messina's uh, we haven't had to suffer that kind of long long lofted ball forwards that, that Messina can fall into at times regardless of who's up front um, and I, I think Rose has also shown he's, he can be quite quite solid defensively especially in those one-on-one situations he finds a way to win the ball back um, I've been quite impressed with his his ability to, to to deal with the ball under pressure when it kind of comes into his defensive zone, he's able to knock it back to the goalkeeper or just find a way to play out. I'd say they're definitely the pros. I think you can see that he's a he's got a lot of class and, and quality on the ball um, and defensively he can be strong. The thing I would be a little bit hesitant about, there was one time particularly today, I did tweet about it, but he was uh, he just kind of got bypassed in the in the opposition half. Norwich were kind of hitting on the counter. It might have been Aaron's. Just kind of clipped the ball over him, and and Norwich kind of sparked the counter attack, and Rose is just kind of half jogging back, not really interested, and that is a little bit frustrating for me, especially at a point of the game where everyone is having to put in everything to get kind of keep that lead going and then stay ahead, and it's just a situation where Rose could do a little bit better. But overall, I think he's been decent, and I think there's some promise there. He is, I think, a better footballer than Massena, but Massena maybe has some intangibles or some other benefits you might be looking at bringing him in at some point possibly but I think for now there's some promising signs also there's some commentary still on on how fit Danny Rose is obviously that could play a part in um, in his ability to track back and his desire to do so I think definitely in my opinion he is somewhat unfit um, when I say unfit I think he's carrying some extra weight still I mean, it doesn't you don't have to be you can still be perfectly fit and carry some extra weight generally it doesn't go hand in hand but it is possible but Ultimately, carrying extra weight is not ideal when you're a effectively an endurance runner for 90 minutes. You need to be able to have that that burst and that kind of longevity throughout the games. And I think we might be seeing some effects of that. Um, so hopefully that's something that can be rectified a little bit. I also did say as well in, in regards to his weight, I do think that he's not he's not the particular body type to hide it particularly well either. So I think if he is carrying a little bit of extra weight, it's quite clear on him. Um, so maybe we should give him a little bit more leeway but that is something I think needs to be rectified in his game is his ability to be able to last and contribute both ways for 90 mm. and a little clumsy in the challenge really I thought it was a lazy challenge wasn't it it looked like a lazy challenge to me he comes in from behind and he feels like he has to make a play on the ball whether he does or not is kind of up for debate I, I think he probably he definitely shouldn't in that situation because you're asking for that opportunity for the defender to go down, defender to go down there uh, and actually, in fact, it wasn't just the it wasn't the, the uh, sorry, it wasn't the attacker going down. It's just the fact that it was in fact the penalty. Um, so he got pretty lucky actually. But you know, that's just part of the that's just part of his game, I guess. So half time, it was one uh, one between the two teams. Everything uh, on the second half, and and Watford came out the stronger of the two teams. They they got themselves a foothold in the game again as they scored through Ishmaelia. So a lovely cut back from King, uh, who I, I don't think. Um, has had much praise since he's uh, started games, but I think he played very well today, despite not, you know, doing I suppose his his main goal of, of of scoring. And he had a couple of opportunities, but you know he was there in the right positions. Good cutback for Asar who who scored, and uh, I think a, a note for Ngaku as well, who was involved in the build up to that goal, and uh, you know I, I thought did very well after coming on for Firmino. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think kind of touching on King there as well. I thought his especially in the second half, his energy and his work rate, his ability to get wide and, and pick up the ball. He didn't have much support for large portions of this game. So to see him c- continue to contribute and especially late on into the game as well. Um, obviously, as you say, his cutback there was important. Obviously, he got the assist and then 
he was also heavily involved in the third goal as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a real promising sign. Um, he's not someone you necessarily want to be leading the line um, in a situation they are isolated such as they are. I thought in general, actually, he did, he did quite a good job against um, against Hanley, even in the air. I thought he was pretty pretty decent. He wasn't winning everything, of course, but he, he won more than I expected him to, or at least um, disrupted that Norwich back line in the air more than I thought he would. Um, I thought there was plenty of promise there, honestly. Mm. And like you mentioned, he... He was very important in that third goal. Perhaps should have scored himself, but um, yeah, he should. Yeah, it, it was it was a decent save, and, and Saar was there with the tap in. And, and to be honest, I'm, I was I was surprised he managed to squeeze that through everybody, but he managed to, and and Saar wheeled away in, in delight. But um, at three one, pretty safe at that point, I think. Um, and it was important that Watford got that that two goal buffer because I think that kind of demoralised Norwich at that point. But uh, yeah, it was a decent goal, a good move, and. Um, you know, good signs from that front three that we were talking about earlier. That you know how how good they can be this season. Oh, for sure it was, and you know, I mean, that front three worked worked well together. I thought it was a bit. I didn't think it was a great Norwich side, but I thought they were particularly well. I think they're pretty below average today. Um, being kind, I didn't think it was a good Norwich team, uh, which obviously helps. But having said that, I think we just need to see some positive signs from this team. Uh, from this Watford team and, and feel a little bit better about things going forward because we were maybe feeling a little bit low uh, in, in some regards. So seeing that that front three operate as they did, um, I thought the midfield also were helping that midfield three a little, uh, sorry, the midfield were also helping that front three a little bit more today as well. Um, and things just clicked a little bit more and it shows what we can be as a counter-attacking unit. We just have to keep uh, keep progressing and keep looking for other ways to to get forward as well, I think. So important three points that uh, as things stands takes Watford up to 10th in the table. Uh, I know it's still very early days, but Watford have managed to get two victories uh, out of three against teams where I feel they have a good chance of the three points. That that, that one missed one was the, the Brighton game. But um, other than that, Jordan... I, I the Wolves game probably as well? Well, I don't know. I was, I, I, in my head, I had that down as a draw, but but um, you're right. They, they, I suppose they, they probably could be looking at maybe 12 maybe 10 points rather than the rather than the six but um you know not bad so far uh, yeah it's the the point total is is not bad i think it's towards the bottom end of where we'd want to be and um, i think collecting something from the brighton games and wolves games uh wolf games would be sorry from the brighton game and the wolves game would have been ideal of course um but i, I think also just seeing us be a little bit more competitive in those two as well would have helped uh, but having said that the, the fact that we've got this three points today does alleviate some pressure and allows us to kind of look on um, it's Newcastle next isn't it I believe Newcastle well first of all there's a trip in the Carabao Cup uh, for Stoke to come down and face Watford I, I don't know how yes. how much you really put on that game I think it probably would have been more important had Watford lost today but they didn't so mm. it's more of a case of just getting some guys who haven't had much of a run in the team a chance to play um probably Ben Foster retains the position because he would have played in that game anyway you think or do you think maybe I think he I think he probably just goes straight into the uh, into the Stoke game yeah, yeah. especially if, if Backman is isn't fit and you know unless there is a possibility they feel that Backman's injury is going to keep him out a couple of weeks we might see Elliot in there too um, it all just depends on, on, on Dan's fitness I assume yeah so um, if we have a look at who played in that Watford versus Palace game that might give us a, an idea of of who could come into this one, and you know it was a, it was a start for Ngakia, uh, a start for Loser, 
and um, Ashley Fletcher as well started uh, alongside Hernandez. So potentially those four could again be utilised in this game against Stoke. Yeah, I think two fans as well could come in there. Yep. Um, we might see kind of Cabaselli, maybe Sirialta back in there. Sirialta was actually just left out um, just because Cisco decided maybe he'd be back in there. Masson is probably going to play. Chucho's going to start. You know, th- those sorts of players, I think, would look in for that opportunity. Um, and, and that, you know, that's that's good for us. I think that if we look at this game as an opportunity to kind of, that we're not looking at this cup competition as a main objective, obviously. We've kind of been down this route a million times before. Um, it, it's a, it's a sideshow to, to what we're trying to do, the main objective. So if we can use it as a way to you know, allow some minutes for players that need them uh, or kind of put players in contention for those starting places, then that's what we'll have to do. And I think Stoke at home is a good opportunity for us to to try and give those guys a run out and see kind of where they are in a game situation. Mm. A bit surprising actually that Tufan didn't get uh, get any minutes today, considering that that the club were so heavily promoting him uh, this week on all of their social media uh, channels. I mean, I know that um, you know the, the media team at Watford doesn't have uh, any idea what Cisco is gonna is gonna actually decide to do, but um, it, sometimes it feels as though um, you know the person who they promote is has got something to do with the game that's coming up. But yeah, I was surprised that he wasn't involved today. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. I, I'm assuming that he's just not fully fit, um, not at the point they're willing to to put him into that game situation just yet. So maybe we're looking at that midweek uh, midweek game against Stokes, an opportunity to get some minutes and then kind of move on from there. I think it's it's just one of those that it, it can take a little bit of time. He moves that late on and uh, he, he kind of came with a couple of fitness, fitness issues. So just getting him up to speed and, and allowing him to be ready for full full contention, especially too when it's not a position we're desperate for reinforcement. I mean, I like the idea of changing some things up in midfield, but I think from Cisco's point of view, he's got some um some some midfielders that he believes in um that, that are available from now and he probably doesn't need to rush things. Um maybe if it had been a more of a desperate situation we would have seen him a little bit sooner. But for this week I guess he felt comfortable enough that um that it wasn't quite needed just yet. Two fellow loser in the same midfield, do you think? Stoke? Um, I, uh, yeah, I think why not? Um, I think so. I, I think that's more than more than possible. I think there's nothing really wrong with that. Um, they're two slightly different players, but they do offer some similarity. And I, I think they're two players that could and, and hopefully will at some point quite soon contribute to our our midfield. In, you know, in the first team playing in the Premier League football, I'd like to see both of them involved in some capacity. Um, and kind of give us a little bit, di- a little bit of a different dimension to to kind of what we're seeing that mid from that midfield play in these opening five or so games. Great good stuff. And then um, after the Stoke game, of course, the more important game is is that one against Newcastle. Um, another chance for for three points. You have to say um, it's, it's one of those teams that that Watford would have down as as being someone that they can that they can pick up those points against. Yeah, and we kind of come back to this, don't we? It's just the same same sort of situation. You look at these teams around you, try and capitalise and, and try and get those points. And Newcastle won that you'd identify early on. Um, we've got to come into this game and look to win it. Uh, I know it's I know it's a game you could argue you can come away with three points, but I think we have to be have to be looking at this this one to win. And I think it's going to be a situation that's it's going to be an interesting one because we've got a few a few teams coming up post Newcastle, which obviously are going to be real tough tests. Um, the running up until Christmas is is pretty brutal actually mm. um, or at least till December or early December so I think those games we know how we're going to have to play we know we're going to be off the ball, off the ball a lot um, we know we're going to be counter-attacking I'm not saying it's better to play these top teams but I do think at least we know we've got somewhat of a drilled approach or somewhat of a game plan going into those ones I don't expect us to have to change too much but the Newcastle one 
um, at Vicarage Road. I, I think we have to be a little bit different than what we were today, or quite different from what we, or how we played today, how we set out today to beat this Newcastle team. I don't think we want to be. I think we're not going to have the opportunity to sit off the ball as much. I think Newcastle are going to try and dominate us a little bit more. I mean, sorry, 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 I apologise. I think Newcastle will be a little bit more passive on the ball um, compared to Norwich. I think we'll have more of the possession. And it's, this is the situation we find ourselves in numerous times or we already have against this again this season where the emphasis is on us to break down the opposition and that's when we start to struggle. Um, so I want to I see how we adapt to this game, but this one will be a little bit tougher than, um, than perhaps the fixture might look on paper. Yeah, Newcastle uh, picked up a draw on Friday uh, against Leeds, a, a mm. 1-1 with Alan St. Maximum again uh, proving just how good he is for for Newcastle but um, I suppose at home they would have they would have hoped to pick up the three points against Leeds certainly it wouldn't have been out of their out of their realms but um, currently just for those two points lying in in the relegations at the minute still early days but um, you know they'd have hoped for better so far at, at this point in the of the, of the yeah. season and, and, I mean they're not a great team we're not a great team it's kind of one of those situations <laughs> where you, you can't really tell too much I, I think if you look at the two styles it could go either way um, but I do have some fears my, my main fear comes down to us rather than Newcastle I'm not trying to I'm not trying to kind of belittle Newcastle there at all they obviously have got the ability to hurt us you've just named one at maximum but they've got other players too that can, can, can be dangerous and I just do feel that it comes down to how we approach it in, in terms of our chances of winning this one. I do want to see a way of us, a way. I do want to see us find a way of being consistent in attack. And when I say consistent, I don't just mean scoring goals. I want to see a consistent route forward and, and against teams that are going to be more comfortable without the ball and allow us that possession. That's the time we've got to see it. Uh, as I said, after that, we've got more of an opportunity to, to play a little bit differently and go back to that counter-attacking style. Um, I mean, our fixture of this is, as I said, horrible. Um, Leeds followed by Liverpool, Everton, Southampton, Arsenal, United, Leicester, Chelsea, Man City. You know, it's it, it's uh, it's a fixture list of hell after that. So mm. if we can secure some points there and then really kind of kind of batten down the hatches a bit and lock into this next run of fixtures and know that we can go in, we can we can play a similar fashion and just drill just drill that over and over again and try and grind out some points along the way um, and, and get to Christmas time and try and reset and um, and recalibrate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're, they're certainly done themselves no harm at all of that win against Norwich today. Norwich, though, are probably going to be looking a little bit nervous now with uh, five defeats from five games played. Um, so, Jordan, what do you think of Norwich today overall? Oh, I mean, they looked very similar to the Championship Norwich, didn't? It seems like a team that is going to struggle this season. I think. Yeah, they're they're a frustrating team to watch, even as a non-Norwich supporter, um, or just the kind of evolution of that club has been frustrating enough to watch the fact that they just don't quite they just can't quite find that balance can they they just do they commit so heavily to that style in the championship and they never really have that adaptability or the ability to kind of shift gears a little bit and just trying to be a little bit more robust and I think today is just such another sign of them just not having it yet and it's it's just frustrating to see it was a massive day for them today wasn't it yeah, I mean they have to they have to be I just don't think they're a good team I just don't think they're a good side right now and Especially defensively, their midfield def- defensive work in midfield, I thought was really all over the place. Especially against a team that's not incisive against you at all in Watford. We're not an incisive team for that middle, and Norwich were not able to, co- to to contain things. And I know we've got quality in wide positions, but if I was a Norwich fan, I'd be extremely concerned. I'm not really sure how long um, you can trust that process. But having said that, even in regards to us, I do think there's an element of um, of immediate kind of need for that that Premier League money where 
teams that were going up last season, us, Brentford, Norwich, we knew that, of course, we'd like to stay up for a number of seasons and replicate something similar to what we've done previously. But the immediacy of the the, the kind of the situation meant we just had to get up now. And it, even if you got one year of Premier League money, it was still worth it. And I think that's definitely led to, to teams being a little bit more pragmatic or a little bit more careful in the in the market and not trying to overcommit too much because that goal was achieved and maybe maybe staying up isn't as as important as it had felt previously as crazy as that sounds yeah what what do you think of the uh, of the other promoted team brentford they picked up a 2-0 victory against wolves today showing us how uh, how it should have been done yeah i mean i still think there are some concerns for brentford i think they've they stuttered a little bit i haven't been overly confident in in them i, I thought they were I, I didn't actually see the whole of the wolves game today but i thought they were okay but maybe a little bit predictable when an attack a little, look a little bit more labored um than i thought they would but it's still very early and honestly I, I I trust out of these teams that kind of went up I kind of trust Brentford to turn that corner a little bit quicker than the rest um, including us in some ways so I think they'll be okay um, maybe as the season goes on they got a couple of injuries they might be a little bit underpowered in that in the kind of depths of that squad um, but as of now I think they look decent or decent enough I think that whole pack of teams around the, the bottom half of the table I don't think it's a great Premier League um, in terms of quality so I think it doesn't take too much to uh, to shift that table kind of one way or the other right now. Mm. Burnley certainly looking uh, over their shoulders at the minute with just the one point from five and another, yeah. I don't know, they didn't really turn up again today against an Arsenal team who themselves haven't been playing fantastically. No, and then you've got the likes of Southampton down there, Wolves have been looking pretty poor, you know, Leeds haven't been great. Um, that, that whole bottom half of the table and or, or what we expect to be, I know we've got Arsenal in there right now and Leicester too, but what we expect to be that bottom half of the table ongoing. Even Villa, um, they've definitely shown they've, they're not the perfect team that everyone was making them out to be after the transit window. So I think there's opportunity for everyone in that area right now. And it, as I said, I think injuries and squad availability could play a big part. But the, the table as it is is going to change a lot over the next few weeks, that's for sure. Mm. Odegaard there with the free kick for Arsenal, who was uh, earlier in the week uh, sharing a, 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 some food, I believe, um, with... Uh, <laughs> I have not seen was it. Was it Osan Tufan as well? I haven't seen it. They went out for dinner. <laughs> yeah. This is the... This is, you're, the you're definitely the... I don't even know what the kind of comparison is, like the gossip section of the, the <laughs> podcast right now. This is, <laughs> like yeah. I appreciate that contribution. You're, yeah, I like it. Hey, uh, you know, the picture was there. The comment was yeah. made. <laughs> Any other meals? Any other? I guess it's an Arsenal. What? Yeah, there's been a few Arsenal Watford meals out over the years, haven't there? Yeah, well, I think this was probably the Nor- the Norwegian connection, but I'm not quite sure why why two fan was there. Maybe King just uh, says, yeah, you took know. a liking to him. Yeah, come, come along. We need to <laughs> need to get show you some of the sites. Maybe yeah, I, don't, I don't know where they this went. Isn't... Sure this, this is you've seen this okay this is this is like an instagram post right this is yeah, a yeah, watford buzz okay instagram i didn't know for a second this is a, a watford buzz exclusive or just a paparazzi thing would you would you go that far could that be your contribution going forwards could you kind of be the paparazzi of the watford buzz uh, well yeah maybe maybe that could be my 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 role obviously you contribute already matt I'm not trying to say you don't <laughs> contribute you do a lot as is i'm just asking if there's more you could there's more you could bring could that be a perspective is there more i could be doing of course well, I could always put I'd like to say that's what Tom's doing right now, but and we actually have no idea what Tom's doing right now. I'm not what sure. What is Tom, Tom doing is right today. now? I think Tom's probably enjoying a lovely afternoon with his girlfriend. Uh it's probably oblivious <laughs> to what's happened today uh, at, 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 at um Carrow Road. There we go. Were you tempted to go today? Um yeah, if I could have got a ticket I would have gone. Um How you lost it, yeah. But um 
no. So, no, you know, I was able to watch a dodgy stream. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the commentary was was awful. It was like 10 minutes who behind. Com- who were your commentators for that one? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it, well, no, it was it was fine commentary. It was just it was like out of sync, so it was it was uh, quite difficult oh, to follow. In the end, I uh, switched on Soccer Saturday and had that as my main um, my main audio. Mm. Uh, just uh, enjoying the uh, enjoying the you know dual screen setup that I had. It was great. It was great. Uh, you know, I had a lovely afternoon. <laughs> fantastic. No, yeah, fantastic stuff. Beer in hand, all the football. What more can you ask for? Yeah, the best man stuff well um i think that's pretty much us done for the for this afternoon thank you this is a short episode isn't it it's it is. a short episode today yeah i think it's, it's tough there wasn't there's not too there's not too too much to go over in this in this game i think we kind of we pretty much covered it all i think we've we've shown some improvement at least and i think we played against a team that we uh, that, that weren't the best and we kind of kind of came away with three points so there's enough for now and i think any anything that's going to be talked about kind of in the lead up to this game uh, against newcastle it's it's going to be evolving. We're going to find out more on the actual day. I don't think there's too much to be said between between now and then in some regards. But absolutely, have we had any, had any reviews? Probably we have. Not. We've had a new review. Oh, we have. Oh, wow. We've had a new review from um, A. Klufer, uh, who says, uh, "Solid discussion of WFC uh, minute. Last ten minutes is where it clicks. Is that really what you mean? Is minute? Is that is that? A word? I'm not reading it. But are you saying minute? Minute. WFC minutes. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on with it. Solid discussion of WFC minute. Last ten minutes is where it clicks through the gears, particularly for those miles away from WD18. It's a great hose pipe to connect and hear what happened each weekend. It's a decent effort, and what you'd want to get from hearing <laughs> from a well-informed mate who's been to the game. Thanks for doing it most of the time. Well, <laughs> five stars though decent. So. yeah I mean I think five stars indicates more of a deep maybe you thought it went to ten because decent effort <laughs> sounds to me <laughs> decent effort really I like five it five it went to ten <laughs> yeah well, decent, actually, decent effort doesn't suggest five out of five does it but I'm happy no to I'd say it. yeah we'll, we'll take it um, I am interested to know where people listen from I know we've asked in the specifics what you're doing We've got some interesting ones. We've got the beach, I think, at one point. It's quite nice. But in terms of where you're listening from, because I guess you get some you get some information on that, don't you? You get some location-based information. I do. Um, yeah, all, o- all over the world is the answer to that one, but predominantly, yeah. predominantly the UK, obviously. But um, quite a few people join us from the States, uh, from mm. Canada. Probably your influence mm-hmm. there, Jordan. That's um, <laughs> my, my Watford Buzz bumper sticker's got some listeners. Yeah, there's yeah. quite a few from Norway, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, we've got Josh some King. Norwegian horns who uh, who enjoy enjoy listening to us. Um, we don't know they enjoy it. We just know they listen to it. Yeah. Well, good point. I mean, um, based on um, a, a Cleefer's review, uh, it was certainly a decent effort. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. You've you've gone to the trouble of you've gone to the trouble of, of reviewing us, uh, and you've given us five stars as well. And we're just we're just critiquing your. Oh no, it's not his fault. It's that's his opinion. That's, we're. <laughs> We're the, we are the Tom Cleverly of Watford podcasts. So yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, we 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 put in a, a really good, uh, you know, sort of effort. And we're not te- we're not technically sound. We're tenacious, and we we give it a go. Yeah, we're not always. We occasionally we kind of back it up. Sometimes we leave a little bit to be desired, but we're always consistently going to be there. And even that's not true, is it? Yeah. I guess injuries kept us out the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah. 
I mean, you should have joined us um, earlier on in our podcasting career when we were played for Man United because we were amazing then. Yeah, the England stuff really got us down there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay, let's just end this thing. Yeah, let's just, <laughs> it's just dragging on, isn't it, this one? No yeah. equestrian stuff this time. Um, yeah, thanks again <laughs> for, for joining us. Um, more upbeat, please, Matt. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, my thanks to, to Jordan for once again joining me. Uh, he can be found at Jordan Weimer. Please. You said let's be positive. You said let's get. Let's just get more positive. And you started at the sentence this more positive. You sound a little bit more down after that, Matt. <sighs> Sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> are you tired? I am a little bit tired. Yeah. The yeah, knees are really hurting me. What from? Um. Uh, well, a lot of climbing. I, I, I went to the Lake District this week, um, mm. which was really nice. Old water. Um, climbing up this massive hill uh, really took it out of me. You were um, hiking? Yeah, a bit of hiking, a bit of hiking, a bit of paddleboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice. We How was the paddleboarding? Cl- paddleboarding was great. I'd never done it before, but uh, really fun. I, it's something I've been wanting to get into a little bit myself because I'm not sure how aware you are with Canadian geography, but there's a lot of... Um, a lot of these giant lakes I'm actually lot of yeah there is and I'm, I'm on Lake Superior so despite the fact that I live in the middle of the country essentially um, not really the middle of the country it's a lie anyway there's a I'm on a lake that's so big it's effectively like being on the ocean it's a Lake Superior so it's, it's a lot of beachfront Superior to all other lakes it is the best lake it is I think it is the biggest lake anyway I could be completely wrong on that um, but it is a very nice option to have that waterfront kind of side to the to the cities and stuff so that sort of kind of paddle boarding is is pretty popular and something i'd like to do myself but i think it's it looks kind of it looks like it should be simple but i'm not entirely sure whether it actually is um he's quite simple you have to have balance though that's the thing so mm-hmm. well i think i can get i want to give it a go you should be fine jordan and and you know be, being as fit as you are i'm sure you're going to be able to to <laughs> knock it out of the park but um oh, i don't know man I've tried skiing before and that was horrific, so... You can't ski? Not at all, no. Terrible ski. ski. Oh, dear. I actually skied... I've actually only been skiing once. It was in Iceland, though. And it was a baptism of fire. I went... I didn't have any lessons or anything. Just went straight to the skis. Just thought I'd have a go. Pretty pretty confident I'd not have any problems. Turned out I did have problems. I think when when you're a grown adult learning to ski and you've got no effective means of stopping apart from falling over then it's not conducive to having a good day out on the slopes. It's pretty bad, pretty embarrassing, actually. Uh, especially when you've got these... The skis are giant as well. You're a taller guy yourself, so you know it's like... If you've got, mm. you got tall, these giant skis, you're unwieldy, and you're trying to... Contri- it's, you're going zero to 60 in a matter of seconds. It's a, it's a bit of a nightmare. It's a pretty embarrassing, humbling experience, actually. Yeah, it, it can be. Uh, I learned to ski in, in England, weirdly, at the, the oh, yeah. Hemel Ski Snow Centre. Uh, massive mm. plug because they did a great job. Six lessons. They are sponsored by the the Hemel Ski Centre actually as well. So good shout out. Good <laughs> Not yet, but uh, we should contact them once they hear this. Maybe they'll think, "Hey, we need to get ourselves out there." On um, that bi-weekly Watford podcast. In the bi-weekly Watford <laughs> podcast. Uh, but no, it was yeah, they did a great job. Uh, six lessons, and, and I was able to tackle the Alps and 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 go to Teen, which was a lovely, lovely place. Uh, recommend it uh, to anyone who wants to go on holiday. Where was that, sorry? Uh, teen. T-I-G-N-E-S, I think. In France? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or as my girlfriend kept calling it, Letine. Um, which is wrong. <laughs> it's teen. 
little passive aggression there. <laughs> <laughs> the mouse girlfriend is definitely not listening to podcast. No, she doesn't listen. Has to your me. girlfriend ever listened to any of the podcasts? She's not a football fan, so you know. But she's not a been, fan. She either. has been to Watford games um, through forcing, and she's she's worn Watford uh, merchandise, but. Uh, I think she's probably had very little idea about what's actually happening, which is a shame because she should get into it. She should, she should get into it. What is merch it? has she worn? Um, oh, you know, you know the classic um, Watford T-shirt. Um, oh, there was one time when they they, they gave away free Watford shirts uh, at the Man United game. Uh, it was like just a simple Watford T-shirt that said Watford versus Man United. No idea why they did it. They never did it since. Um, I think it might have been something to do with getting the cameras on and and everyone mm. was wearing yellow um but you know a free free bit of merch for us to take away the first game my girlfriend came to was actually a nil nil away at ipswich it was a horrible game and somehow she became a fan after that so she actually does support the team yeah she had a season ticket with me for um i guess probably five six years oh that's great um yeah she's a big fan she's watched every game um I think she's probably watched every game since they've switched games, it happens. I think she's missed one in some capacity, whether it's obviously here, we're not actually going to the stadium, but we we went to uh, went to most of the games and yeah, she, we watched them all on uh, on TV now. Commitment. Oh, fair play. Fair play. Um, I've found the date. It is, it was Watford versus Man United in 2018. And, 2018. oh, we lost. Uh, we lost. Oh. It was... <laughs> An Andre Gray goal, um, and Man United scored of Lukaku and Smalling. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. Oh, that makes you, more can sense. Can you name any of the team that played in uh, played for Watford? The, the Watford team. I reckon you could get the whole team. Twenty eighteen. This was right. Yeah. Just, so just, is, let's, let's just go for the starting eleven, shall we? Okay. So this is Gomez and goal. Oh, he's fucked up already. Oh, sorry, Foster. Okay, it's twenty eighteen. I think it's seventeen. Foster. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Kiko? Uh, no. Daryl Yamnat? Yes. Okay. Ooh. Caliselli? Yes. I kind of have a feeling that Prodal played in this game. Is this one of Prodal's last games or not? No, he didn't play. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Cathcart? Yep. And Holobas? Yep. More oh, midfield than this one's going to be tough against United. What month is this in? This is September. Okay. Cleverly? No. Oh wow. Okay. You think I'd be able to get this? You think it'd be easier than it is? Yeah. Mm. Okay. He might have to help. Capu de Corre. Yeah. Um. For some reason I thought. Some reason I thought Cleverly played on the right. Perea. Yeah. Hughes. Yep. Dini. Yep. I've already told Gray. you he scored. So Great. Gray. Yeah. Oh look at that! There you go. Nice one. You got there in the end. Well done. Oh <laughs> God, that wasn't. I do miss some of them players, you know. Who would I have liked to have seen play today? You know what? I, I, I would have... Well, you're taking Capu de Corre and Hughes, aren't you? Yeah, I was taking Holobas, actually, over Rose, personally. I might have taken Pereira as well. Yeah, I mean, Pereira had a hit-and-miss time with us, didn't he? I don't think he, did, he ever really I, I lived think... up to the highs that he had in his pre- previously in his career. No, but I, I appreciate Pereira. I, I think he's... I, I still miss him as a player, honestly. Yeah, we've really got into the weeds now, haven't we? We have. Uh, I don't think I was yeah. listening to this. I might have to heavily 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 cut some of that anyway right um well that's it for this episode my thanks to jordan for joining me once again you can find jordan 
uh, on Twitter where he lives uh, at Jordan Weimer um, uh, and, and bug him send him a message tell him tell him how much you think uh, he, he, he's good please tell him how much you think I'm good it's it's yeah it helps a lot please tell him that he's uh, that he's good <laughs> no, please just actually just a five just a just a star rating is fine please, just send me the give, stars please give him a personal review and let him know um just how well yeah. he does at, uh, just inbox just dm me just stars nothing else just two stars three stars no explanation just the stars is fine <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. Um, we'll be back again to chat about, of course, the midweek fixture between Watford and Stoke and the Saturday Premier League fixture against Newcastle. So until then, please do enjoy your week. And from Jordan and myself, it's goodbye for now. Come on, you audits. Three points in the bag. Oh, yes. 